welcome back to the pew everybody i am your host john edwards and i hope you got a chance last week to listen to that bonus episode with father malachi uh it, as i said in the episode it was one of my absolute favorite episodes uh just to see him open his heart and to share like that as you know for years i've been talking about uh vulnerability on here and when you see it and you meet it with somebody else it just it just there's like a a, a common commonality there of just yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i hope that you men enjoyed that uh and women that watch this too uh you know father malachi was here for a couple days so we decided to film you know a a series of videos and so this one today is going to be on the advent season we're now here in the third week of advent and as we draw closer to christmas um you know very often we can miss the reason for this this season of preparation, we skip over some of the best parts mm. of this uh, time in the church to get to the secular things, the presents, the gifts, the maybe even the beautiful mass that everybody likes to go to, and mm-hmm. maybe it's the only one you go to a year outside of Easter. I don't know, but there's a part of the season that needs to be uh, really dove into, if that's even correct English, right? But yeah, <laughs> but to dive into so. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to welcome back my, my brother and friend and father, Father Malachi, and uh, just excited to talk to you about Advent and what it means to you and, and, and sort of your perspective on where we should be uh, as men and as people listening to the show right now. Thanks, bro. It yeah. is awesome to be here again with you, John. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I just, yeah, I love getting to spend time with you, seriously. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, man. It's fun. Um, and it's great to be here talking about Advent. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an amazing time of year, actually. And as I was thinking about this and thinking about the opportunity to share a little bit today, a memory came to mind, um, which was a, a tradition that some of the guys back home do, which is the night before hunting season starts, uh-huh. getting together at somebody's house, you know, hanging out, some beer, cigars, whatever. And then people will like bring like mounts or things from the deer that they've killed from previous okay. season. And you're just like telling stories, right? It's like hunting sure. story time. And it's like, you're sitting here talking about things that have happened yeah. In order to get ready for the next day, which is hunting season. And obviously everybody's ho- hoping for a new story. Sure. Something awesome. I hadn't heard yet. And yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about Advent because that's what the church is doing. Yeah. We're looking back at these amazing things that happened. But we're looking forward, hoping that there's going to be a new story. Yeah. And a new moment of encountering something that is going to change my life. And as much as, I'll tell you, man... One time, I still remember, I unfortunately, it was not hunting season. I didn't have a gun, but I mean this like absolutely <laughs> gorgeous, if I could have like, if I was in a position to run the deer over and I would have taken it that way. <laughs> but this is like massive, like 10 point like buck. I was up in New York and I'm like driving on this little road. He just comes and just stands right in front of me, just looks. And I'm just like, oh man. Should I press the gas? I was like, no, not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one vehicle. That's right. <laughs> but, um, you know, just like this joy that's from like seeing something so wonderful and beautiful as an amazing 10 point buck. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but like, we're not talking about something that's, that is as limited as that. Yeah. We're talking about an encounter with God Almighty. And I'm just like thinking about, whoa, like what are we celebrating in Advent? Like we look back and the readings and things are looking back to the preparation that happened before Jesus was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And as we're looking back and we're like, well, this is what they did to get ready back then. Well, you had John the Baptist on the scene, right? It's like, repent. Yeah. You know, it's like the kingdom of God is at hand. And in repentance, you know, I mean, I, I just like to say it's like getting real. Repentance is getting real. Yeah. Get real about your brokenness. Get real about the things in your life that you know, like, ah, 
I wish it wasn't this way. Get real about the areas where you, you're, you're continuing to experience like the dominance of sin or just like, I feel oppressed. I feel discouraged. A lot of people are discouraged today, right? Like just a lot yeah. of people just in general about the world or the state of the country, like this, like a heaviness that's there, right? Like get real about that and then get real about the fact that God is here in that with you. Yeah, amen. So getting amen. real is like, I'm turning. I'm saying like, yeah, I see sin. I see things in my life that need to change. I see problems that I can't fix. But now I'm not looking at those alone. I'm getting real. So I'm turning my eyes to the Lord. And in Advent, it's almost like this anticipation, like he's not quite here yet. Yeah. And what we do as a church when we celebrate any of these mysteries of the life of Christ, the reason why we have, there's something called the liturgical year for anybody who's not heard of it, right? (laughs) Which basically is we're looking at the life of Jesus and everything from the moment he is conceived through his death, resurrection, and into the beginning of the early church of Pentecost. These are what we call events of salvation. Sure. And these events of salvation that happen in the life of Jesus in the church, we celebrate them. And we remember them, right? Like every time you're celebrating, you know, the 4th of July, we're celebrating something that happened hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And it's great, you know, fireworks, love fireworks, you know, <laughs> like love them to death. You know, I love doing things that you probably, your moms would Blowing kill. Blowing up stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, if there's a trash can around, we're definitely setting something off inside of it. That's Anyhow, right. <laughs> but, um, but we look back on that thing that happened long ago, and it's a wonderful memory. But in the church, we celebrate these events because Jesus is the one, Jesus who is God and man, Jesus who, because he's God, he's out. This is kind of mind trip. Okay. Let's just stop from like twist your brain. (laughs) Sorry guys. I'm gonna make you think. Okay. So like we're inside time. We have past, present, future, but God is outside of time. Yeah. Everything is now for him. And it's, I can't, we can't even really like fathom Fathom it. it, Right. But like, because he's out of time, everything that Jesus did while he was in time can still be present to me today and I can be present to that moment. And so what's happening when we're celebrating is we're not just remembering in the sense of thinking about what happened, but we are stepping back into and placing ourselves liturgically and in prayer in this moment in salvation history. And so what's the moment we're preparing for right now to step into you know, what's kind of the hunting season coming sure. up? You know, is it deer? Is it turkey? Is it, you yeah, know, it's like, sure, yeah. Um, Dove, whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what's coming up right now is the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. And I was thinking about, well, God, like how could I prepare? What does God want for men to do to prepare for this? And we were in there in your, in your house earlier. We had mass in there. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. so beautiful. Yeah. And I just had this moment, you know, where I was like holding the Eucharist and I was there. And... um and I looked across the room and, you know, you're in the family, you know, for the first time you told me in years are actually able to kind of like get some decorations up earlier yeah, <laughs> as yeah. opposed to last minute, you know, yeah. like Christmas Eve decorating. Um, and there's a crush there. There's a manger scene. And I was looking cause I, you know, and cause I've seen it in a lot of them and, and, and the manger is empty. Yeah. And so the word that I felt like God wanted for men today was, is like the best way that you could prepare for Christmas to live the Advent season, which is a preparation for a new experience of the event of Jesus Christ coming into the world in the flesh is to become a manger. Mm. And I was like, all right, Lord. Wow. And I was thinking, you know what? I just was like, if a manger could talk, right? (laughs) What would a manger say? 
And I'm like, what the heck would a manger say? And I could imagine, and this is what I think a lot of guys do. Yeah. I do this. I could imagine a manger saying, not here. I'm not worthy. Mm. Don't you dare put God The God here. of the universe here. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worthy. Like I'm, I'm a place where animals come to. Like, do you feel like men, like I'm thinking about men, like the shame that we experience and some of the sin that we fall into repetitively, like makes it, I'm not worthy, man. Like you can't come here. And so like my word is like, bros, men, if there's a place in your life where you believe that no one should see and you believe that God should never be because you're just too messed up and there's too much shame and there's too much brokenness, that's precisely the manger. Yeah. That's where God wants That's to come. That's where he wants to come. That's go. where he wants to come. Yeah. And I know for myself, right? I mean, even after my conversion we shared about before, and after walking with the Lord for years, I still feel like I have to have it together, man. Yeah. And I and I spend so much time like trying to sort of like, you know, make myself what I think I'm supposed to be to be able to be received by God. And I forget the fact that guess what? I'm here because he came to me when I was a hot mess, as they say up in New York. Sure, yeah. I'm here because he <laughs> they came. They say it down here too. <laughs> you know, you know that I'm here because because he came to me when I was just totally broken and poor and empty. And I was like, okay, what's a manger like? A manger is empty. Yeah. All right. So, like, guys, like, why don't we start like throwing off all of the just like garbage that fills us? Yeah, emptying ourselves. Emptying ourselves. Yeah. Like, what do I need to empty out of my life? What kind of you know, and I mean, I would say, like, I think at this day and age, like nine times out of ten, what it is is guys need to work on like screen time, bro. Yeah. Like, just be real. Like, if I thought about the amount of time that I look at a screen, and even for things that are legitimate, you know, um, and I just were to give a tenth of that time during Advent, just look at it. Do a calculus, guys. You know that your math dudes are not, or ask somebody who is. Like, look at your week and figure out what's the total amount of time I spend on a screen in a week. My challenge to you is in Advent, take one-tenth of that time and give it to God. Yeah. In prayer. Yeah. And and let and let yourself be emptied a little bit from some of the distraction and the, you know, the stuff that fills us and 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 keeps us from being because a, a manger can't receive nothing if it's full. Yeah. Amen. I often say when I'm I'm, I'm giving talks and stuff, you know, that that God wants your heart. Yeah. And oftentimes, like, you know, if you look at your heart like a like an apartment or a loft yeah. or something, and Jesus is at the door, and mm-hmm. he want, he's trying to get in, but he literally can't. Even if you try to open the door, he can't push his way in because there's so much junk. We become hoarders, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. we're hoarders of just boxes. Yeah. And so what you have to do, and again, vulnerability, is like you, it's opening the, the window out the side of your heart and throwing the junk out so that yeah. Jesus can get the door open and come yeah. in and redo the floor pan of your heart. Amen. Right? And and that's that's why I think the church is such a – well, it's one of the reasons I think the church is such a gift. There's a lot of reasons the church is a gift. But, like, in this Advent season, it always – every year it, like, comes up on me when I open mm-hmm. up. I'm like, all right, it's Advent. Let's read about the, you know, the um, – the uh, family of Jesus. Let's mm-hmm. let's read about the manger scene, and it's like, no, there will be, you know, the axe is laying at the foot of the tree, right? Yeah, and right. All this that stuff, word. and you're just yeah. like, what? What's and, going and, on? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, where's the beauty and the joy and the fruit and happiness and the, you know, and the journey of the wise men and all these things? And yeah. I think we sometimes get confused with like Advent and Christmas being the same thing. 
mm-hmm. right? Being like it's the same season, it's the same thing, where it's really two different things. It's this yeah. preparation you're talking about because really we can't come to the Lord in the way that we need to yeah. if there's things between us, yeah. right? I, I mean, oftentimes I, I've had in my life when I'm reflecting on on Christmas and I put myself in the scene of the manger sometimes, mm-hmm. even though I'm 6'8", I feel like sometimes I'm standing behind everybody and I can't see them, mm. right? Because I, I'm just there's things in my way, there's things mm-hmm. between us, and mm-hmm. and Avon is really that that season to start emptying those things like you're talking yeah. about. Like what am I? And, and that's the thing, Father, is, is is I think it's so hard for men to admit things. I think we all know what our thing is, right? Or maybe yeah. we have a couple things, but we know because as soon as you think about it, you shove it down. Yeah, not that one. No, yeah. Lord, you can have this, but not that. Or yeah. Whatever it is, and we know there's that one thing. Yep. And the season is calling us to yeah. just say, look, he knows what that one thing is. And yeah. the reason that you get uncomfortable when you think about it is because he's constantly putting his finger on that pain mm. point. Right? Saying, No, yeah. this is it. This is it. Yeah. I don't I don't want, you know, don't yes, it's great to go sit down with your kids and watch Elf, but that's not what I want of you, right? Like mm-hmm. I want I want you to start getting into my heart and into your heart and the things that are standing in the way yeah. so that we can start to do work here. Amen. You know, we can yeah. start to do work here because as men, you and I talked about this last night, we want to go fight battles out there, mm-hmm. but the battle the Lord wants is really to engage in our own hearts with the things yeah. that are that are keeping us from him. Yeah, and, and there's a beautiful thing just about um, Advent as a season. Yeah. And, and one of the things beautiful about it, there's a sort of like a, you know, a stillness there. Not in the mm-hmm. world, like the world's oh, sure. nuts. Busy. Like they're, you know, like you know. I mean, I live in New York City. Holy cow! Talk about like not being still. Yeah, um, sure. But there's a stillness that the church invites us to, and and there's a, a, a sort of taking that moment, and that's what I'm kind of talking about. Like even a tenth of that time, like what would it look like to give a tenth of that time that you would spend, um, and whatever it might be. Okay, maybe it's not screen time for some guys, you know. But yeah. like, think about where do I, where in my week do I spend most of my time? What do I give myself to? Yeah, following my favorite sports team. Yeah, and all that. Whatever other stuff. it is. So, so like, you time know, time in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, like, and 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 again, so like, not that some of those things are like, you know, that all of those things rather are bad. I mean, for crying out loud, we recorded the SEC championship. Come on, I just yeah. gotta say it again. Go, <laughs> dog. Right, go dog. I'm never gonna stop saying that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's all right. But uh, but you know, but to be able to put things in their right order. Is, is also one thing about Advent. It's an opportunity. And, and like God's coming, looking for an empty and poor place to lay his head to rest. Mm. And that's what a manger is. It's an empty and it's a poor place. And so it's really uncomfortable for us as dudes to feel empty because that means I got nothing to give. Right, yeah. And poor. Nothing to offer. Nothing yeah. to offer. I'm inadequate. I don't have, like, I'm, we don't want that. But if we're really honest with ourselves, there's everybody has a place in their life where they're just utterly poor. Like I'm helpless yeah, and I'm empty and can't fill myself. Maybe you've been trying to fill it with, you know, I was sharing in before, right? My own story. Like maybe I've just been filling with like the, you know, the constant stream of pleasure and distraction that can come from the world or yeah, garbage power and whatever it is, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to fill myself, but, but ultimately I'm really, I'm empty inside. And and that shouldn't be a discouragement during Advent. Yeah. It should be a promise. Lord, I'm empty in this place. And Jesus is like, I'm coming, I'm coming to fill you with the fullness of my life. 
And he's exemplifying that humility. Like you're talking about like being able to humble yourself and say like the things that I'm trying to fix the whole, like I just that coming to realize like I can't make this better. Yeah. Nothing I can do on my own makes this better. Yeah. And so the Lord himself in, in the manger, like, I mean, he's, he's born as this just, when I think about that, it's like one of the most, uh, babies are some of the most just vulnerable things. Like they can't Mm -hmm. protect themselves. They can't, fend for themselves they can't feed themselves they can't like the god of the universe made himself depend on the creatures that he created Mm -hmm. and came in as this sign of great humility like you your 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 advent mission oh sublime humility right Mm -hmm. the words of saint francis yeah is just like he's doing it not just to to make a show and go look at what i do and this is a great story yeah no but like this is how you've got to become yeah, you have to humble yourself and realize you need yeah. me, just like the world needs me. Well, it's it's what the church fathers say. They talk about this thing. They call it the wonderful exchange. Yeah. And it says that God becomes man so that man may become God. Yeah, and not by nature, but by grace. Meaning that His life gets poured into us. You know, Jesus says that if you love me and you obey my commandments, my Father and I will come and do what? We're going to dwell in you. <laughs> Whoa. Right? Yeah. I mean, like this is a promise that we have and we know as well through faith, especially as Catholics, that when I've been baptized, the Holy Spirit comes and makes my home, my heart and my soul a dwelling place of the Trinity. So like God Almighty's living in me. If I don't have mortal sin on my soul, and if you do, this is a fantastic time. That's a great way to clean out the, you know, yeah. junk in the house. Go to confession, man. I mean, the Father's there waiting to just show His mercy and love to us, and and to be able to like empty out all the crap that's in there yeah. and fill us up with what we really are looking for, which is Him. Um, you know, another thing about Advent that I was just thinking about too is is uh, we wrestle sometimes with trusting. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. I only I only once every you You're know, better at it than I am. Yeah, right. Uh, once every five seconds, that's all. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um but uh but thinking about like, you know, as men, like one of the other places that I find myself going to during Advent is walking with um Mary, mm-hmm. a very, very pregnant Mary. Oh yeah. You know, one of our one of your buddies at the parish there, his wife was like super uber pregnant. Oh yeah. Mass yesterday. Yeah. And um, you know, it's so like just imagine like her sitting on top of donkey, you know, like riding towards Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, and just imagine like okay, like Joseph at all these different moments is thinking, this is not what I expected. Sure. And this is not the way that I would want it to be. And I can't imagine in the same way the mangers like not here. I can imagine Joseph interiorly just being like not here. Yeah. Like, I can't let the Son of God be born here. I'm failing as a man. Yeah, the inadequacy of not yeah. being, you know, knocking on all those doors and nobody saying yes and yeah. having nowhere to send her. And the, yeah, just that and watching the pain she must have been in, riding yeah. that donkey and everything else and thinking, I'm Yeah, and then you're like knocking on a door. It's like, you know, how many guys have felt like, and I've met guys, you know, in tears, like struggling to provide for their families. Yeah. Feeling and they're just like, and... I'm feeling like I've knocked on all the doors. I've looked for the work that could provide and nothing. And I'm like, and, and then also Christmas is coming right now. Yeah. And that can be a real time where dads feel like the weight of like inadequacy. Like sure. I, my kids want these gifts and they can't get them. Yeah. Cause I don't have to give, yeah. you know? And, and, and yet still Jesus calls Joseph into that manger scene. Yeah. Right? And he calls <laughs> him in there. And this is the thing here is another part of like, this is that, um, 
we heard in uh, Mass this second Sunday of Advent, the last line of the reading, I think it was the first reading from Isaiah, said the dwelling place of the Lord is glorious. Mm. And, and I was just thinking about it. Dwelling place of the Lord is glorious, not because the dwelling place is glorious. It's because he's glorious. <laughs> and, he, and he's there. Yeah. And I think like, wow, what would it look like for a father of a family to really welcome the Lord into his home and his family and their celebration of Christmas? Even if I don't have the material things I want to give them, what would it look like to give them that presence? Yeah. By myself preparing my heart, by turning our eyes together as a family, you know, to, to sure. the, what do we, what do we, where, where is our eyes fixed during this season? And so the church is calling us back to that, like, turn back, turn back, turn your eyes and he's coming. So there's a promise as well. Sure. Right. And, and, you know, we're talking about it, you know, it's like the, he's coming even like excitement about what's going to happen tonight at the mission. Like, sure. The Lord is coming. And it's like the promise of like, you know, the Christmas night, like, Father, give us and pray for that grace. I pray for it for these men that are watching. Like, pray for the grace to believe that that's true now. Not just that it's like a nice story that happened, but like this new thing that God wants to do now. Like, God wants to come now into our lives, into the real world that we're in. Yeah. And and where he is, is it's glorious. The dwelling place. And so, like, man, if I would allow my heart to become that poor manger that's empty, and I allow him to come and rest his head there this Christmas, then the dwelling place of the Lord is glorious. Like we become glorious. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a personalization of the story, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to say, well, yeah, the church is entering in this time or this is the season for all of us. But man, so often, and I hear this from guys when I'm traveling and things like that, like they really believe that salvation, that, that this parts of the church are for everybody else but them yeah right and i think it's an invitation at advent to remember no like not to not to make it in in the sense of the way some churches do this personal relationship just me meaning me and jesus thing but it's me in the body of christ but i still have to personalize this and bring it into my family and into my home like yes this is a beautiful tree and yes we've got stockings and yes there'll be stuff in them and yes santa claus is fun to to deal with and all that but at the end of the day, there was someone who loved you so much mm-hmm. that he brought himself down here where everything has been messed up and all of these things are mm-hmm. just the, the ugliness of the world for you. Yeah. For you. And I think sometimes it's very easy to think like, well, he did that for everybody else. But no, he did it for each and every one of us. And mm-hmm. whether we're in that place now where we've accepted that, maybe we're far from mm-hmm. that, maybe we're flirting with that. Yeah. Like that's an important part of the season is to – not only for you, but for your family, because so many children now, as we know, walk away from the faith when they get away from their parents. And and I have tons of guys that come to me and they say, well, I spent a quarter million dollars on Catholic schools and my kids didn't come out Catholic. I'm like, dude, it's not an easy bake oven. You know, like you got to live it. Yeah. And the church teaches, I mean, I'm sorry to say to all those guys, I don't want to be like hard on them, but sure. the church says very clearly that the primary formators of a child's faith is mom and dad. Yeah. And not not the school. The school is only there to supplement. So so it's like part of it is is like what how am I showing the face of the father as a father in my home to my children? Yeah. Um are we praying together? Like as a family on a consistent basis. Good time to start that during Advent. You know, on a consistent basis. Are we going to mass on like that this is a prior like this is like 
we might even be traveling. But guess what? We're gonna we're gonna look on. You know, there's like mass times dot whatever something out yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm gonna find out. We're we're going to mass. You know, there's sports. Well, great. Well, we were talking to you know one of the guys at the parish where he's like you know, at a different mass than normal because there's some sports conflict. And, you know, Father Gallagher is like, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, well, there's something going on later, this wrestling thing. And, you know, but because that's important to him and, and his son's going to remember that, that, oh, I had a sports event and that wasn't the excuse to not go to mass because we normally go to mass at that time. Sure. That was the opportunity to look for another time to go to mass because mass is number one. Yeah. Because God's at the center of my life. And, um, and, and, you know, if I'm not there yet, you know, like pray for the grace and maybe just make it a point that you're going to church. You're going to go to mass this Christmas with your family, Yeah, you know, cause it might not be there. Some guys is like, we don't ever go, you know, like wherever you're at, like take the next good step to be able to put your eyes on Jesus and to take the, the risk of, of believing that like where the dwelling place of the Lord is, is glorious, man. And we want that glory. We want yeah. that light. We want that joy. I mean, what family wouldn't want unity in their family and peace? Sure. And, and it, yeah, and it's a time of year, too, where the church begins again, right? We begin mm-hmm. the new year. We begin the new yeah. church school year. And it's it's like, look, we're always in January. We're all going to do the same thing. We're going to be bloated and overweight from Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. and New Year's Day and bowl games and all those things. And we all think I'm going to go to the gym and, yeah. and, and write my life. And a lot of times I've been the guy on that list that's yeah, had a right. membership that didn't last a month. <laughs> you know. But now yeah. as we approach Christmas, before all of that starts, like it's a great time to be thinking about the next year and what we're going to do. Like, Because, mm-hmm. again, the church is beginning again, and it's offering an opportunity yeah. for us right now to begin again. Yeah. I mean, as far as the church goes, like we're actually in the new year already. Yeah. Which yeah. is – and that's something, too. I mean, it again, like it's a journey, right? Like, But we have these seasons because we're being called to step out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. And I am intended, if I live my faith well, what it does is it conforms the rhythm of my life, of my year, not to, you know, like even as much as I love college football, you know, not sure. to football season and yeah. games and, you know, or March Madness or whatever it is or hunting season. Sure. That's not the rhythm of my year. The rhythm of my year is the, the life of Jesus, which we're celebrating. Yeah. And so this is the new beginning. And and if I if I if I live it as such, when we begin to do that, my mind starts to get a little bit more conformed to his. And it also allows me like really to see life in a way that's not just simply the fruit of whatever the cultural opinions are of the current world I find myself in. Yeah. And there's so much, right? Like there's so much that exists in the world. I won't get off on a tangent with it, but there's there's so much division in the world because the way that we look at things is primarily not influenced by uh, our faith in Jesus Christ and who we yeah. are as Catholics, the way that we evaluate and judge things in the world is for a lot of people and people in the church um, is influenced by whether or not I watch CNN or whether I watch Fox. Sure. It's influenced, yeah. you know, it's influenced by, right, all that by, stuff, yeah. by a worldly perspective and the liturgy and the seasons of the year are inviting us to like, raise your eyes up. There's even this line that says, stand erect and raise your head. Yeah. Because Jesus is coming. And when, when we do that, we gain a new perspective. And all of a sudden, we can see things in a way that's different than the world sees them. And I can see my family in a way that's different than the world sees it. And when I live that, then my children see that. Yeah. And they know that there's a different way. Now, they're still free to say no to that way. 
but they've got a witness of having seen a different way than the world. And we both know that at some point, the world is going to leave them high and yeah. dry. Yeah. And if they've seen it, and that's, I could say, part of my testimony, I knew where to go when I hit rock bottom. Yeah. Because my parents had shown me. Yeah. And, and you know, like it's hard to watch kids make really bad decisions. But if you sow the seed of life into them, you can have confidence that the Lord's word does not go out and come back without accomplishing its purpose, as it says in Jeremiah. Yeah. You know, and if you sow that word of life into them and you bear witness and you live that example, like God in his good time and his way, you know, he's going to call them home. Yeah. And, and, and it's a perfect time. I mean, here we are when the Lord is coming again in the yeah. words of John, you know, of John the Baptist, prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. What are we doing in our lives individually, men? Um, yeah. Are we being, are we being men? Are we looking at the things we know that are issues? Are we doing what we can to, to, to get to confession. I mean, the church paints this season purple for a reason. It's the color of yep. repentance. It's the, per, the, the color of repentance and all of mm-hmm. these things. And so there's so many opportunities this season and don't let this pass by. Don't get caught up in the black Fridays and the, all those things and the stuff that's not going to matter when you're laying on your deathbed. It's not mm. going to matter if you got 35% off, uh, whatever at a, at a store during Christmas it's going to matter that, that Jesus lives in your heart and you allowed him in there when he came so that you can prepare for when he's going to give you an even greater gift in his own life in, mm. in Easter and in Lent. So these seasons are a gift from the church. Father, you're a gift from the church. Uh, thank you for, for being here today and just explaining some of these things and talking us through Advent because, again, I think we always need a reminder, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's always begin again in our yeah. faith, whether it has yeah. to do with a fall and a, and a yeah. repentance or – or just coming around to the life of the church in these seasons is an opportunity for us to begin again. Amen, bro. Prepare the way of the Lord. He's coming. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for joining us again today. If you're interested in supporting the Franciscan Friars, the renewal, you can do that by going to franciscanfriars.com or you can check out our show notes. Father, thank you again for being here, dude. It's so awesome. Yeah, likewise, man. All right. Love you, bro. Peace. Love you too.